post this month is worth binge reading. Literally. Our three authors are bringing you our current favorites to binge watch and listen. The selections are so gripping, you might feel like you're up against the ropes. Trying to survive the end of the world and escaping to space. I feel the liftoff. The clock has started. Every month, Molly, myself, and Jessica will bring you a collaborative blog post. We will brainstorm ideas we can each write about, then we'll bring those stories together for our fourth post of the month. Enjoy. We start with Molly. I have to admit that I don't spend a lot of time watching TV or movies, mostly because I have a hard time sitting still. It drives my boyfriend Jason crazy. When I do sit down and watch the show, I'm coloring or trying to fit in a workout at the same time. For that reason, I listen to a lot of audiobooks. I can pop in my headphones and wash the dishes, do yard work, or go for a walk. I feel like I'm reading a book while being productive. The series that I'm currently binge listening to is A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss. I'm finishing up the novella right now, and I've already put my name on the waiting list for the next book in the series, A Court of Silver Flames. I was introduced to this series through one of my book clubs that consists of my college friends. Most of the books in this series are all over 500 pages, so listening instead of reading has helped to make sure I'm staying on track with my book club goals. The Court of Thorns and Roses series follows the journey of mortal-born Feyre as she breaks curses and fights evil that has fallen upon the land of the Fae. Think Game of Thrones meets Narnia with teenage Twilight love stories. However, this is not a series for teenagers. I was not expecting or ready for how steamy some portions of this book were. This series is definitely for those 18 and older. With the risky sections aside, I really do enjoy all the drama and adventures. The character development, not only for Feyre, but all of those in the Court of Dreamers, has kept my attention along with the many plot twists. Check out the Court of Thorns and Roses series. You might be binge reading or listening to this series too. If you have any great book recommendations, please share them with me. I'm always on the hunt for great books to read or listen to. When the weather doesn't cooperate for me to get outside or it's too dark to get in a run, I grab my stationary bike out of the closet and turn on Shit's Creek. I know, I'm very late to the party as this series has wrapped up already after six seasons. But, Remember, it's better to be late than to not show up at all, and I love this show. I've been watching two or three 22-minute episodes per workout, and I'm at the tail end of the second season. I need to know how Alexis's job and love life are going to wrap up for the season. Also, I'm getting impatient to find out who wins the city council seat. I have a feeling it's not Moira, but heck, I've been wrong before. I'm hooked now, but it did take me a few episodes to get over how spoiled and over-the-top all the characters are. For most of the first season, I couldn't stand David, but now he's grown to be my favorite character. I think his sense of humor is the best. Plus, I feel like we'd be best friends in real life. Has anyone else subconsciously started wearing more black-and-white outfits like David and Moira? But seriously, ill David... The one thing everyone needs to know about Jason is that he loves watching wrestling. But like I said before, I have a hard time sitting still long enough to really watch anything. So Jason and I have found a happy medium of watching old wrestling shows while I'm doing other things. 
This way, I'm able to accomplish whatever I need to get done, but I can stop and watch a five-minute match before heading off to my next task. So when we first started dating five years ago, we purchased the WWE Network to watch one WrestleMania, and we just kept watching. Last year, when we were spending more and more time at home, our WWE Network watching was taken to a whole new level. We watched all the specials we could, and in March of 2020, we started watching WCW shows all the way back to 1997. We started as close to the beginning as we could and have been making our way to the end. Jason has been reliving his childhood by watching all of these matches, and I'm finally learning more about the greatest matches and wrestlers. I now know who and why Diamond Dallas Page is considered a legend. I have also learned the different members and walkout songs of the NWO Wolfpack and the NWO Hollywood. In fact, every time I hear the NWO Wolfpack walkout song, I am the first one to make the Wolfpack sign with my hands. I have also watched all of Hulk Hogan's iconic matches and have seen the many sides of Ric Flair. Woo! We are nearing the end of the WCW era and have about 28 episodes left. The timing works out great for us, as the WWE Network is going to transition their content to NBC's Peacock, and we are hoping to finish watching all of the WCW shows before the switch. Especially because once the switch is made to Peacock, we won't be able to watch all the old shows in order. I think we'll make it, but I have no idea what we're going to watch together that won't require my full attention once we finish WCW. I might have to start biking more or pick up a few more coloring books for the next series Jason and I watch together. Wow, that was a trip down memory lane, Molly. I remember watching wrestling with my dad and enjoying the likes of Junkyard Dog, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Ted Million Dollar Man DiBiase, Rowdy Roddy Piper, The Ultimate Warrior, and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Awesome. Oh, I could list so many more. Anyway, so this was really hard for me to narrow down. I thought I would look at it from three different points of view. What movie or movies should you watch again? What series takes a look at how we navigate our current world with COVID-19? And what series is getting good again? First one, who knows where this quote comes from? One does not simply walk into Mordor. Yes, I know, it is one of the most well-known memes. However, it also comes from one of the best trilogies known to humans and orcs, The Lord of the Rings. The full quote from Boromir goes like this, One does not simply walk into Mordor. Its black gates are guarded by more than just orcs. There is evil there that does not sleep. The great eye is ever watchful. It is a barren wasteland, riddled with fire, ash, and dust. The very air you breathe is a poisonous fume. Not with 10,000 men could you do this. It is folly. One of the downfalls to the Lord of Rings is when they released the Hobbit trilogy. The Hobbit trilogy is a prequel series to the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but was released after the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Sound familiar, Star Wars fans? Harry Potter fans? Anyone else? I'm happy to say that watching the trilogies again, in the correct order, was not only gratifying, but it also was very enjoyable. 
Also, our two boys had not watched them before, so they took part in our six-movie binge-a-thon. 1,031 minutes, or the equivalent to 17.2 hours of Middle-Earth destruction and victories. A long journey, and one we will surely take again with the Baggins of Hobbiton. I have a clip from the Lord of the Rings in the blog post of our favorite part. Lynn calls Legolas her Lord of the Rings boyfriend. I suppose I can admit he's a uh, pretty good-looking elf. (laughs) Next quote for you. Don't let fear keep you quiet. You have a voice, so use it. Speak up. Raise your hands. Shout your answers. Make yourself heard. Whatever it takes, just find your voice, and when you do, fill the damn silence. This was one of many quotes I wanted to select from a plethora of different characters that has been on this show over the years. This show started on March 27, 2005. My wife and I haven't missed an episode. 371 episodes over 17 seasons. A lot of main characters have come and gone during that time. Some have taken on their own shows with success, and several have been in spinoffs and crossovers. Have you guessed it yet? Grey's Anatomy. If you never started this series, or you stopped, or you haven't stayed current, it is time. This is your binge-worthy series. Currently, the series explores the early stages of COVID-19. It attempts to give you a glimpse into what hospitals, medical staff, and families are going through. There is also an interesting twist. A touch of the afterlife? Or that stage before? It will make you curious while also connecting to the characters. It is easy to do. On that note, I would also suggest New Amsterdam. With Grey's Anatomy, you begin to compare every new medical show to it. And that makes it hard to enjoy a new one. Some may say that about ER. However, New Amsterdam fits the bill. It is a refreshing new look. New situations, new relationships, a diverse group of personalities, and they too are showcasing the early stages of COVID-19 in New York City. Put this one on your list too. Okay. One more. Well, kind of. This one comes from a frequent conversation with family and friends. In those conversations, I hear it every time. It goes something like this. I liked it more in the beginning. The first five or so seasons were good. Then it became human versus human. I didn't really care for that. Those that made it even further we're also tired of the same scenarios happening over and over. We, however, stuck it out and have since enjoyed the resurrection of the series, as well as have enjoyed the two spin-offs. It has come back from the dead, so to speak. Any ideas? Yeah, The Walking Dead. We also really like Fear the Walking Dead and have enjoyed the start of The Walking Dead World Beyond. There have been moments here and there with all three that it gets sleepy or feels like the same. Yet, the moments they get it right, they get it right. 
The Walking Dead is now in season 10. Fear the Walking Dead is in season 6. And The Walking Dead World Beyond is currently filming for season 2. One of the things I find very intriguing about The Walking Dead shows is how much the world changes in the stories, yet the more they stay the same. A lot like our real world. Not to be confused with the World World Homecoming New York reunion show. If you like to see character development, where they struggle, find enlightenment, and continue to follow that path of peaks and valleys, The Walking Dead shows are very much worth watching, or catching back up again. I see some interesting things coming into play soon, which are developments I think we all wanted to see in the original Walking Dead several seasons ago. Alright, that's it for me. Now to check out what Jessica has in store for us. As a side note, she makes a reference to one of my favorite quotes that I still often use. Can you figure it out? I'm certainly taking notes from Ronnie and Molly's favorite streams and adding them to my watch list and audio list. Now I need to catch up on Gray's. And Molly, when you finish its Creek, let me know. You have no idea how much time I spent choosing only three streams for this post. There are way too many to choose from. And over the last year, we've been watching a bit more TV. Streaming in our house falls into a few different categories. One, what the kids want to watch. Two, what we want to watch that is kid-friendly. And three, what we watch when the kids go to bed. I'm sure many of you can relate to this. Many nights after the kids are in bed, we find ourselves turning on shows that we have watched to the point of memorization. It is great for those days when we want our brains to just let go of the day. We don't have to fully pay attention, yet we know what's going on. The I-don't-want-to-think days are for friends, Big Bang Theory, and Schitt's Creek. The other days were for rediscovering and exploring. Spending more time at home has allowed us to rediscover shows we've not watched in a long time. Hulu recently added Blossom. Do you remember Mayim Bialik in the 90s? The hats, the spontaneous dancing, whoa! It's quirky in many ways. I'm having too much fun rewatching this show. Honestly, I don't remember much from when it originally aired in the 90s. I know I watched it. I know I was always jealous of how fast Six could talk. There's a link to one of my favorite Six conversations in the post. There are some episodes that didn't age well, but others that were ahead of its time and still relevant today, as is true for many shows in the 90s. For some reason, I thought it was longer than five seasons, but I'm discovering that with a lot of shows I'm rewatching. I always thought they were longer than what they were. When I'm done with Blossom, though, I'm going back another decade to one of my all-time favorites, Punky Brewster. I'll have to go old school and pull out DVDs for that one, though. Our whole family loves watching animal shows. Even though half the time my husband and I find it's just us watching them as the kids have disappeared. I'm okay with that, though. Secrets of the Zoo on Nat Geo is a favorite. There continues to be so much conversation around zoos, but this show has revived my love for them with their animal conservation. We enjoy the behind-the-scenes work that goes into saving an endangered species and the care that's needed for the animals. These zoos 
are also about rehabilitation or rebuilding the population and releasing animals back into their natural habitat. That's what I love about them. There are three versions of the show that take place in Columbus, Tampa, and North Carolina. Several seasons are streaming on Disney+, and we've enjoyed watching them multiple times. There's so much to learn about animal conservation. I wanted to share one of our favorite streaming channels before I talk about my last stream. Here comes my unpaid plug. I heard about Curiosity Stream in one of my favorite podcasts, The Way I Heard It with Micro. It's a documentary series channel, and I can't say enough good things about it. We enjoy documentaries. Honestly, it's well worth the $20 a year for this streaming channel. You should check it out. So I was going to talk about our favorite series, Spy in the Wild, but sadly, that's no longer available on CuriosityStream. Animatronic animals placed on a spy mission, anyone? It was so cool. I did put a link to a preview on PBS in the article. So a close second is the Destination series, Destination Pluto and Destination Jupiter. They taught us so much about the spacecrafts that were flown out to the planets to gather pictures and data. I love that kind of stuff. The science of it all is so intriguing. Did you know the New Horizons spacecraft took over nine years to reach Pluto? We absolutely geek out over science and space in our house. Well, I hope you enjoy all the streams that we've listed. I also hope we have given you some new things to add to your watch list. So what do you think we could add to ours? Absolutely, Jessica. Please leave us your top picks on our Facebook page or in the comments of this blog post. We love hearing from you. If you enjoy our blog posts, could you follow us? You can subscribe to our email reminders on the homepage. Also consider clicking the like on our The Start of the Trail Facebook page for updates and additional stories from Jessica, Molly, and Ronnie. Social links are at the top of the blog page. Until next time, don't let a DDT or orc blade slow your day. Look to the skies and dream what might be. Take care, everyone, and be safe. The Start of the Trail blog is sponsored by Genuine Lynn. From upcycling to custom pieces, find home decor, apparel, accessories, and more by Genuine Lynn on Facebook and at GenuineLynn.com.